0: Thanks, everyone. It is uh, wonderful to be back here and speaking about being a prophetic community. And um, today, in particular, for this whole series, we've been looking at this core value that is so important and foundational for us as a community. And it's the, the value that God still speaks. And he's called us to be a prophetic community. But today in particular, we are looking at how do we become a community that stewards the prophetic well. So the, the word um, to steward means the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to your care. The careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. Um, Often you'll see in Scripture, Paul speaks about two particular areas where we are called to exercise stewardship. We know that we are called in numerous Scriptures to exercise stewardship over God's wealth, so over finances and money provision. We're also called to exercise stewardship over God's word, so over his wealth and over his word. And so what we're speaking about now is how do we steward the word of God well? We've been looking at the value of Scripture. James James taught about that in the last core value that we were looking at. The beauty, the importance of God's written word, Scripture. We are also talking about now God's spoken word. And when the prophetic goes out, what do we do with it? And so today, that's what we're going to be kind of really um, honing in on. The prophetic is this beautiful invitation to to walk into the plans and purposes of God. I mean, you could hear, Colin, that was such a beautiful testimony because it, it just illustrates what God does with the prophetic. So here's this beautiful lady that God absolutely adores. And so he has positioned one of his sons in that location. And so all Colin was doing was influencing... The sphere that is around him, God has given him favor in that environment, and so he has stepped into that, and so what he was doing was, all he was doing was just releasing this gift that the Holy Spirit has put in him, and very graciously giving that gift over to someone who needed it, so that God could break in and make himself known to a precious, precious person that Jesus died for and absolutely loves, and she could encounter the power and the life and the love of the living God. I mean, it's beautiful, right? I mean, we get to do this every single day. It's amazing. And so God is inviting every single one of us into that. It's not just for the people who have a particular gift of word of knowledge. You know, so often people will say, like, well, what's the most important gift? You know, I know that Paul says he, he wishes that we would all eagerly desire to prophesy. He wishes that everyone would prophesy. It's very important. But you know, the most important gift is the gift that is needed right in front of you. You know, there's no, there's no hierarchy of gifts. When someone is standing in front of you and they need something from God, what, whatever gift is required at that particular time is the one that Our Father's heart is willing to pour out. And so we just need to be willing to be the agent that takes hold of what is in heaven and what Jesus has made available and be the conduit through which the Holy Spirit can just pour that out to the person in front of us. Does that make sense? Right. So if today you've had any... Um, notion of there's a hierarchy of gifts, or this gift's more important to that, I'm just asking you to just put that under your feet and stamp on it right now, okay? Because <laughs> there's no room for that kind of nonsense. We, those, that kind of thinking, it limits us, it holds us back, and you know what it does? It robs the very people that God is trying to reach through us, right? And we don't want to be a part of that, right? Instead, we want to be a part of bringing in this glorious inheritance that belongs to Jesus, right? And those are the precious people that we encounter every single day. So with prophecy, there's, um, there's an aspect of foretelling, there's an aspect of forth-telling. And I want to just explain this super quick because it's important to understand. God sometimes does speak about uh, what is going to occur in the future, foretelling, all right? He does do that. It is recommended as a prophetic community that unless we are very clear and sure, unless we have a track record already of of prophesying in a correct manner, we've seen evidence of things happening, we are very accountable, we walk closely with the leadership, and unless that is the situation, it is highly recommended that you don't go about just giving people directional words here, there, and everywhere, because there's a lot of weight attached to that. There is a place for it. It is very scriptural, but we need huge wisdom in exercising those kinds of words. All right, so that's not what we're talking about today, but I do want to bring to your attention that there is an aspect of that in the prophetic. So it would be like things in scripture where you see a prophet saying there's going to be a famine, and indeed there was, and what that does is it helps the church prepare in advance to take care of all the different communities that are going to be impacted by that. Then there's this area of forth-telling, And this is the very exciting one for me, because a fourth telling is God going, what about this? What if I say this? What will you do? It's an invitation to come in and partner with God to bring about something that otherwise will not be. He's inviting us as a people to, to, to be part of him calling the what is not into being. It's what happens when he gives you a prophetic word. And he says, let's say you have a real stirring. Let's use Colin, for example. So a real stirring. Sorry, Colin. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> but, uh, let's say a real stirring to go into teaching as a career. You just, you just don't know what to do. And then, and then someone comes up to you and says, you know, I just, I just see you, you teaching. I see you standing up in front of a, a group of people and teaching. Have you, have you ever thought about that? Right there, that's an invitation to, to now, are you going to take that word and partner with God and mix it with faith and let it come into being? Or are you just going to go, huh? Because I guarantee if you just go, huh, it's probably not going to come about. It's what happened when God said to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, do you see these dry bones? What did God say to him? He said, can these bones live? God knew they could because God can do anything, but he was inviting Ezekiel in to the process and Ezekiel was <laughs> like we are, and he went, only you know, Lord. <laughs> right? He was like, oh, I'm not going to risk this one. Right? Listen, these are dead bones. They are super dry. And, uh, and, and God was like, can these bones live? It's an invitation. Will you step into a realm of faith? How about coming and partnering with me? That's kind of the, the, the sense of forth as well, that, that, that is part of the prophetic. So it's a it's a very exciting aspect of walking with the Lord that he's uh, that he's invited us as a community to participate in. So super quick recap: the first week that we um, we started this, we just looked at um, the fact that God wants to communicate with His family. It is important for us to actively listen for His voice and experience the variety of ways in which He speaks. And we spoke about the fact that in the Old Testament evidence that the Spirit of the Lord was upon you was the fact that you spoke the word of the Lord, all right? In the New Testament, the Spirit of the Lord is with all of us. The Holy Spirit resides with us continuously. He never leaves us. If you are a believer, he is with you. He does not leave. So therefore, how much more should we not be speaking God's word, right? bringing the prophetic into our everyday life. All right, and so we spoke about that in the first week. Last week, we spoke about the fact that, um, and it should be up on the screen there, recap two, scripture calls us to earnestly desire the gift of prophecy, which is to speak on God's behalf to strengthen, encourage, and comfort people. We desire to say what the Father is saying. Remember, we looked at how Jesus only spoke what the Father was saying. And we desire to do this to help people grow in their identity and to discover their God-given purpose and value. And we looked at how God, God asks us, be part of this, right? He says, I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. And he spoke that in the Old Testament, and we see in Act 2, the fulfillment of that. Peter says, What Joel said in the Old Testament is now happening in your midst. And it has continued from that day onward. So that's where we are, that's where we've um, got up to. I want us to just look at 1 Timothy 4 very quickly. It should be up on the screen. 1 Timothy 4, verse 14 says, Do not neglect your gift which was given you. Through prophecy, when the body of elders lay their hands on you. So here's Paul speaking to Timothy, but what's really important is that he's saying, first of all, don't neglect your gift. And then he says that that gift that Timothy has was given him through prophecy. So what prophecy does, when we are strengthening, encouraging, comforting, edifying one another, what we're also doing is is opening up the way for people to be able to recognize and begin operating in the gifts that the Holy Spirit has distributed according to his desire. He's distributed those gifts among us so that everything that is needed could be found within the community. Everything that we need, God has already uh, put in place. If we will all live in, the different giftings, and the different roles that God's given us to, uh, to live in. So 1 Timothy 4, really important, do not neglect your gift. Prophecy calls people into their identity. It calls them into their God-given purpose. So then uh, turning today to our, um, our key point. I'd, I'm going to read it, and then I'd love you to read it with me. Today, we're specifically looking at the fact that prophecy is not one-way communication. It involves two people hearing from God, the one who gives the prophetic word and the one who receives it. With the Holy Spirit, Scripture, and our community, we judge the spirit and the accuracy of the words we give and receive. Holding on to what is good, we let go of what is not. So let's just read that together, if you, if you don't mind. Is it up on the screen? Yeah, sorry, I just can't see around there. All right, so let's, uh, let's read that together. Prophecy is not one-way communication. It involves two people hearing from God, the one who gives the prophetic word and the one who receives it. With the Holy Spirit, Scripture, and our community, we judge the spirit and accuracy of the words we give and receive. Holding on to what is good, we let go of what is not. All right, very, very important. So in 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them. Hold on to what is good. All right, super, super important that we do this. So let's break this down. With the prophetic, I just need to clear this up because I had a couple of questions with people asking me about this from over the last two weeks. There are three categories of prophetic, of the prophetic. The first category is the office of a prophet. We are not talking about that here. The office of a prophet, you will find in Ephesians 4 when God talks about the fivefold ministry. They are the five offices that he has put in place to, to enable the body of Christ to be built up. One of those offices is the office of a prophet. Doesn't make you a prophet if you put your name on a business card and call yourself a prophet, all right? In fact, it's really not a good idea to do that. Okay, being a prophet is not your identity. It's it's not your identity any more than being a, a doctor or a, a teacher, or name anything. You, you know, being a, a working in a retail store to any 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 position you do, but it's a very it's a very important and wonderful office. But the role of a prophet, the role of any Ephesians 4 office, is to equip the body of Christ. So a real prophet will make sure that the communities that he has a voice into or she has a voice into are learning how to prophesy because the the fivefold ministry is there to build up the body of Christ. So a prophet is not someone you should be running after and wanting to get the latest word from. No, his his heart, but it happens, right? The the prophet's heart. I'm saying he; it can be she. There's some fantastic woman prophets as well that God has raised up. I thank God for them. Um, they they hold God's heart for the body of Christ in very high esteem, and and they when they walk when when they walk into a place, you should leave that place going walking out just, just wanting to go prophesy over everyone and love them and just share God's heart with them. That's a true prophet. A true prophet equips the body of Christ. Does that make sense? So, um, so that's the office of prophet. Then you get the gift of prophecy that the Holy Spirit speaks about. Um, it speaks, Paul speaks about it in 1 Corinthians 12 and then again in Romans 12, this gift of prophecy. And some of us here in this, in this community We are more prophetic than others. What that means is that the Holy Spirit has has given us a gift of prophecy, and so it is an easier thing for us to to sometimes prophesy what God is wanting to say than it is for others. It's a gift. The Holy Spirit gives the gifts as he sees fit. There are many other gifts, and as I said before, each one is equally important and very important for the functioning of the body. But we're not speaking about that one either, okay? What we are looking at is the prophetic community, that as a whole, if you are a believer in Christ, you are called to prophesy. You are called to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. First the body, and then people outside, okay? So really, really important to to just understand the distinction of that. Just some safe boundaries, if we can just talk very practically about what it looks like when we, um, when we share a word that we feel God has given us. The very first thing is that when we want to bring any kind of word to, to someone else, we do it with God's heart for that person. If, if you honestly are annoyed with that person, Upset with them, frustrated. Please don't share a word with them, because that's what's going to come out. I promise you. And we've probably all experienced that. And let's just not do that. God loves us, and He wants to. His His love is the thing that should be communicated. When we were singing that song today about just that, oh, He loves me. We were as a community prophesying that over one another. We were declaring the word of the Lord, what God wanted to be released today over this community. We were collectively, as a prophetic community, declaring that truth. There was a spirit of revelation of God's love going out this morning during worship. It was beautiful, Thomas. Thank you. It really was. You could, you could feel it. It was, it was God just saying, I'm enabling people who have never been able to truly receive my love they're being able, they, they are receiving a revelation, an ability to believe it today. That's what he was doing. And we, as a prophetic community, we were releasing that over one another. Does that make sense? And it was easy, right? Because you're just tucking into God's heart. So in the same way, we tuck into God's heart for that person that we're about to speak over. Because with the best of intentions, if you've got something against that person, somehow it's going to come out. There's going to be an edge. So uh, let's deal with us before we, we share um, with each other. So I've just written a couple of things down here. We, the person who gives the word needs to be motivated by God's love for the other person, not have any kind of personal agenda, not wanting to manipulate that person in any way. Here's a very important one. We need to be known... And accountable to church leadership. Prophecy needs to be within safe boundaries. God puts leadership in place to create safety so that each person is well taken care of, that we honor and we love one another and we hold each other in high regard and we want the best for one another. Please, I want to ask us as a community, let's not do the car park prophecy. And what I mean by that is, you don't want anyone to see you talking to this person or giving them a word. Or you're, you're, you've kind of got this inkling that, hmm, this, you know, maybe this isn't the best thing. So you, you wait till there's no one else around and then you kind of ambush the person and, and I have a word for you from the Lord. It's not a safe way to operate. If, if you flip it over, would you feel safe in that context, especially if you don't know that person? We wouldn't, right? We, let's, let's never do something that we wouldn't want done to ourselves. So I just want to really suggest, as a, as a protocol, that we share a word with someone when there are others around. We share a word with someone, preferably taking someone else with us so that there's an accountability on both sides. You know, we can share a word, but the person who receives it can hear it very differently. Something happens often in the communication. But if you've taken someone with you, or you've recorded it for the person, or you've written it down, there's an accountability that actually protects both parties. Right? Does that make sense? So I, I just think, you know, if, if you've done it the other way, I'm just going to ask that, that from now on, we really we just, we just go about things in a very honoring way. Wise manner. Does that make sense? All right. So um, another thing is, we don't draw attention to ourselves. If we are giving someone a prophetic word, honestly, we're a waiter or a waitress. We're taking what God has. He's created the delicious meal, the beautiful, nourishing word. We just take it. Yes, Lord, here we go, and we give it. All right. If I if I wanted to make James just feel loved and really welcome. You know, and God was like, "Lee, I have this for James. Could you please release it to him?" And I went, "Hey, babe," you know. (laughs) I don't think he would receive that very well, you know. And you know, sometimes in our zeal, or in our maybe just in our immaturity, or in our in our busyness, we can take something precious that God wants delivered and just go blah with it. And that's not what he asks us to do, right? He asks us to steward it well, which means we revere what he wants to share. We revere his heart and his love for this person and that this word could open something up for them or it could draw them out of a very tough place or it could help them to keep going. But we do it in a way that they can receive it. So we take into account where is the person at? How will they best receive what what I feel to bring for them? It's always about the person, the other person. All right. And then we make sure that the word somehow strengthens, edifies, comforts, encourages. Do you remember the ABCD of prophecy? Do you remember? It always, do you remember, builds up, cheers up draws near, right? The A, B, C, D of prophecy. It always builds up, cheers up, draws near. So let's make sure it's couched within that. Because James was talking about children, please, this is incredibly important. If you have a prophetic word for a child other than your child, do not give a word to a child that is not your child without that child's parents present. Please don't do that. The only exception in this community are our kids' ministry teachers. They are trained up, and in the kids' ministry classes right now, today, they're actually learning about seeing in the Spirit. It's Wonderful. They've been learning about how we are, we are spiritual beings, and we live in this glorious suit that God has created for us, and they are learning to hear the voice of God. And it's, it's beautiful. They've been having amazing encounters in the class, And within those times, it's a very safe environment. There are two or three teachers present in each context. Any words that are shared, anything the children see or hear, anything the teachers feel for the kids is always recorded. They usually bring them to the parents afterwards. Anything that's written down. When we pray for kids when it's their birthdays and we prophesy over them, everything is recorded and given to the parent. So... That is the only exception where you will see trained people who understand the heart of this very well, they, they may release a word over your child. But even then, they know that they need to come and share that with you. So please do not share a word with a child without the parent being present. Very important. Now, if you're on the receiving end of a prophetic word, you are responsible to receive or to reject that word. So here's what happened, and this is another point which is really important. In the Old Testament, you were a prophet. And I would not want to have been a prophet in the Old Testament. If you were a prophet in Old Testament times, if you gave a word and the word was inaccurate and did not come to pass, you were accused of being a false prophet and you didn't have a very good future. All right? It was, it was very serious. In the New Testament, we do not judge the, the person giving the word. We judge the word. There is a big difference. There has been a big shift from Old Testament to New. The only people who had the Spirit of God upon them were the prophets. So they had to be accurate because otherwise you were Defaming God, right? And that's why their punishment was so severe. But in the New Testament, we have the Holy Spirit with us. We are able, within ourselves, to judge and discern, to test the spirit: Is this from you, Lord, or is it not? And so the responsibility has shifted from the prophet or the one prophesying, even though they still they we always have a responsibility in that realm. But the 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 testing of it has shifted and weighs equally on the receiver. So if someone brings you a prophetic word and it doesn't sit well with you, you don't judge the person or it doesn't come to being. You don't now hate this person and go and malign them. Oh, they're a false prophet. No, we all prophesy in part. We make mistakes. But we as the receiver need to be the one that tests and weighs up that word against scripture. We can go and discuss it with the the leaders and the, the, the people that we trust. We can weigh up that word with the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? So it's very important that you know you have the responsibility whether to receive the word or reject it. It is totally your choice. And to test and see whether whether this, this sits with you. It is also our responsibility when we receive a prophetic word to give loving truthful feedback to the person who gives us the word. If there is something that's, that's not quite right, or maybe it was, then encourage the person. That's amazing, that really confirms something for me. If it's, if it's totally off and you've got a relationship with the person, just say, you know, I noticed this and this, I'm not really sure about that, but thank you so much for being brave enough to come and share that. Thank you so much. You be the one that then encourages them back. Thank you so much for daring to do that. So we don't don't let the fear of being wrong ever stop us. We risk, right? That's how we learn. That's how we grow. But we need to be honoring of one another in that relationship. Um, Oh my gosh, there's just just so much that's wonderful that um, that we can talk about. I think for the sake of time... I just want to really highlight that there are three aspects of the prophetic. There's the revelation, which is the person giving the word, then there's interpretation. And interpretation might be the person giving you the word, maybe they give you a picture, and then they might have a sense of what it means. Or they may not. They may just give you with the word and then you as the receiver need to ask God for the interpretation of it. But then there's application. And so I just want to show you this. Um, Nicole, you want to come up here and help me? <laughs> Do you mind? Just you stand right in there? Tell me. All right. So what is in this bag? It's a seed. Okay, so there, there is a seed in there right now. I know it's tiny, so you can't all see it. You just have to just trust Nicole here. It's a seed, all right. So I want you to imagine that, um, that, that I have um, come up to Nicole and I've given her a, 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 a word from God, all right? Now, Nicole can, so, so as I give you this word, it's like this little seed, all right? It's an orange seed. So, so I give this to Nicole. Now, she can choose to receive it or reject it right? Okay. So let's say for the sake of this example, you're going to receive it. (laughs) Okay. All right. So she receives that prophetic word. Okay. It sits well with her. It resonates with her spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for that. All right. But if she just holds onto that seed and just admires it every day, oh, what a lovely seed. What an amazing seed. God gave me a seed, right? And for the next five years, she walks around and she keeps going, want to see the seed God gave me? (laughs) Isn't this an amazing seed? Right? Is anything going to happen to that seed? No. Absolutely not. All right? So what she needs to do is she needs to put it into an environment where that seed can do what it was meant to do. Right? Okay. So it's going to need the right location, and it's going to need some nourishment. All right? So it's going to need water. It's going to need light. It's going to need soil. Okay? It's going to need to be in a safe environment. What we do is we take, you hold on to the seed. Okay, so she takes that seed. So now walk over here, next. That walking, she's put action to this. What she's done, she starts to pray. She starts to go, thank you, Lord, that you have spoken this to me. Now show me how I can plan for this. Show me what to pray so I can partner with you so that this comes into being. Talk to me about what I need to change in my life to accommodate what you are saying you want to do. Does that make sense, okay? It's here in this place of preparation, okay? She's, she's received the word. She's understood what it meant. She's put feet to it. There's some action there, all right? That's where faith comes into it. And what results eventually in God's timing, in God's timing, is a beautiful tree that produces this right? So we go from that to a tree growing this. But if she had just stayed over there with, God gave me a prophetic word, and she did nothing with it, there wouldn't be any of this, right? I mean, it's, it's just, it's logical. And yet how many of us here today are sitting on prophetic words that God has given us, and because of maybe fear maybe we didn't understand or maybe we just haven't stewarded what God gave to us, our words are still in seed form. And God is calling us as a prophetic community to go from seed to fruit. All right? And that's for every one of us. And so I really, I really want to encourage you with that. Right now in your families. If you have children, or if you have siblings that are younger than you, that are still still below the age of 18, if you, have, if you are in a profession that works with kids in any way, there are giant killers in your midst. King David was a giant killer. The children of this generation, God has proclaimed over them that they are giant killers. You have the ability to champion them you have the ability to take the word of God and prophesy it over your children and help them to take it from seed to fruit now not when they're adults it can be now right now Lynn is teaching them how to hear and see God when they come home today I want to encourage you if you have children in your household ask them what they learned Open the conversations. Just prophesy over them. Mark Batterson says, we can't be perfect parents. None of us are. But we can be excellent prophets to our children. It's our first role God gives us as parents. Speak my word. Show them my love. Open them up to me. That's what the prophetic does. I want to encourage you, please, if you are a parent or if you know a child, (laughs) Be a champion for them. Draw them into this realm. God has much for them to do as a generation. And for us today, I just feel God wants us to know more than ever. He backs his word with power. He backs it with power. I'll leave you with, with uh, two stories. When we were in uh, kids' ministry, and I'll use children for illustration. One of the young men sitting right here, I won't tell you his name so that I don't draw too much attention to him, Uh, we were speaking about God's love for people and speaking his word over people. And so he went to school on the Monday, and there was a bully that had been harassing him. And he he just felt the love of God for this bully. And so instead of being afraid, he walked up to this child who was bullying him, and he said to him, just want to tell you that Jesus loves you. The bully broke down in tears. Following Sunday, he came and told us that story. Never forgotten it. It was just the power of God, the simple word of God going out, the right word at the right time, changed two children's lives. We have another family here. They have equipped their children beautifully to know Jesus from a very young age. Their daughter at one of the local schools in the playground, some children had drawn a pentagram on the the asphalt and were all sitting around inviting the demonic to come and visit with them. This little girl, nine years old, walks past. She knows the Holy Spirit. She's saved. She has a wonderful relationship with Jesus. She walks past and goes, that is not right. (laughs) She doesn't even say anything. The Holy Spirit just shows her exactly what to do he says, pray over a stick. So she prays over a stick, and then she just walks past and just tosses it on top of the pentagram. And the children all jump up and go, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, and they walk away. Isn't that glorious? Look at that. One prophetic act, one prophetic act chasing the darkness. Isn't that beautiful? A nine-year-old. And she didn't have to go and pray for hours. She was just communing with the Holy Spirit. It's natural and normal for her, like it should be for us, right? He communicates, us, communicates with us because he communes with us, because we were created for a relationship with him. And out of that, this flows naturally, just comes out of us, right? We should just, just ooze it everywhere. <laughs> it's beautiful, right? These are the things we're called to live in, on just a daily, regular basis. And those are just two stories because we want to illustrate the fact that kids kids can live in this too. But, but if they can do it, so can we, All right? And that's what God's calling us into. So I just want to encourage you, please, if you have received prophetic words, take them, nurture them, partner with the Holy Spirit, and let's bring beautiful fruit to bear, Okay. And as a prophetic community, let's honor one another. Let's respect and, and be careful of how we speak to one another, how we engage with one another. Let's put those boundaries in place. Let's make sure that, that everything is done with wisdom so that people can receive from the Lord. We can be good waiters and waitresses. Right? Delivering our Father's beautiful, life-giving words to each other, and then to those that don't know him yet. So this afternoon, I'm going to encourage you, for those of you that are coming, and I hope it's everyone, um, as we go to, to Celebration Square, even as you're driving there, won't you ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what do you want me to declare? Is there someone there that I can just love on? Is there someone that I can just... Just do your bidding for, right? Whatever you want, Lord. Just just show me I'm here. Help me to hear you. Just let him speak to you about this afternoon. Let him speak to you about tomorrow. Prophesy what your day is going to be like. Write everything down. Record it. Pray over it. And then watch what happens an exciting season that we're stepping into so i bless you guys i hope this has made sense there's so much more to speak about but i hope that just gives us some practical tools in how to actually view the prophetic and how to actually operate in it so bless you james over to you my love thank you Nick <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <applause> wonderful we are really over time so thank you for uh... Lee, just for for the message and for kids' ministry, for keeping the kids for 15 extra minutes. If you need prayer for anything, a word for anything, if you want to know Jesus, we'll have people that are over here under the Dolphin Senior Public School sign that can pray for you, can prophesy.